Welcome to Hablando de Tequila. I'm your host, Zach Jubal. Throughout this six-part series, we'll explore the history, people, culture, and future of tequila. On today's episode, I'm joined by David Rodriguez, the master distiller at Patron Tequila, as we discuss why tequila is much more than just a shot, and how best to enjoy aged and premium expressions. David, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Zach. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Excellent. Let's start with just a little bit of background about you. How long have you been at Patron and and, and sort of how did you uh, first come to the distillery? Yes, let me tell you my background. Uh, I worked for the tequila industry 27 years ago Okay. because I started with the Tequila Regulatory Council and then I moved to the industry. But especially in Tequila Patron, I I have been working for 19 years. Wow. Let's talk a little bit more just about the process. What is your job as master distiller? What, what exactly do you do? When I start with Patron, I start with the plant manager and then move to the production director. And um, finally, I am the general director, but also the master distiller. Okay. Uh, I have two jobs in this case. Uh, first, to the administration of the, all the production in the tequila, since the to buy any any materials, agave bottles, etc., to the ship our our cases. But this is the regular job for the general director administration. Okay. But in the the master distiller position, I work with my innovation team to find uh, first to maintain other standards for every lot, every lot I test before to send to the to the market. This is my first job that I need to, to do every day. Okay. Second is to play with different barrels to get the next uh, innovation in our tequilas. It's a very nice job because I play with different uh, oaks from Spain, from Portugal, from Scotland for U.S., obviously, and to get different flavors in our tequilas. This is my main role as a master distiller. So it is really about, um, in part, sort of ensuring the quality, but also, like you said, kind of looking to constantly be innovating. And and I want to talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but I want to start a little bit when we, as we talk about in enjoying tequila and, and how, not that there's a wrong way to drink it, but some of our favorite ways to drink it. And I want to, I want to start by just kind of t- thinking about historically and culturally in, in and around uh, the region. How, how has tequila traditionally been enjoyed? How do people typically drink it? Well, at the beginning, when the tequila producer start to work in, in a good shape, it means in 1974, something like this, when the standards appear. And that's okay. why uh, at that moment, the tequila was a, a, a tequila, but not with the special quality that uh, Patron has. Let me give you an example. Uh, Patron started in, the brand started in uh, 1989, mm-hmm. but when we uh, produce in our facilities in Atotonilco 19 years ago, 
it was in in 2002 but when the people at that time tried to test the tequila is no easy because normally you see the the main test for the tequila is put a little salt lime mm. and a squish because you will receive an impact with the tequila it's not the 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 evolution our tequila is more than that why yeah. because now the people uh, take the tequila straight okay but no in a in a shot right now we we enjoy the tequila in a special glass to see what is the characteristics for every tequila because now the tequila in mexico is growing not only in mexico is in the all the world because a patron uh, has a very good performance uh, in this uh, growing every 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 year but especially in this year we grow uh, uh, year to day close to 20 23%. Wow. It's a, a special moment that we, right now we have in, in Mexico and U.S. Uh, because in U.S. we export 80% of our product, total product for the all the tequila producers in Mexico, 85% is sent to the U.S. Wow. But in Mexico, the special um, point to drink tequila, obviously the, the people know and uh, have more knowledge about how to drink the tequila with uh, some sodas or cocktails and everything. But especially in Mexico, the people know about the culture, how to drink the, the tequila, not only in a shot, and a special gotcha. glass to get the flavors. So let's talk a little bit about enjoying each of the kind of major categories of tequila neat or on their own. So let's start with, with Blanco or silver tequilas. When you're when you're thinking about having those as a as something by themselves, not as a shot, not as not in a cocktail, what are mm. what are some things to for our for drinkers to think about? Let's start with this: like like what temperature should they be? Should people be drinking it at? Should they be adding ice or water? Or what all should people be doing when they're looking at you know really kind of enjoying these beautiful tequilas in their in their best state? Obviously, the the Personal opinion to drink the tequila is if you add uh, ice or water for in the silver tequila is to uh, reduce the percentage of alcohol. It's the, mm -hmm. the main point because to not receive the impact in your mouth. This is the first. Okay. Second is to, uh, if you add uh, water or ice, you can um, obtain good uh, performance in the, in the liquid because all the vapors, uh, all the bad odors or good or good odors appear. Okay. This is a, a, a test that normally uh, do in the drink uh, uh, a tequila. Add some water to reduce the percentage of alcohol or ice, but also appears something special at the tequila profile for every brand. And for people who might be enjoying, in particular, Patron. Uh, silver. What are some f tasting notes or, or flavors uh, or aromas that they should be looking for um, as they taste the the silver tequila? Let me give you one example, a simple example. To make tequila, we require obviously agave, mm -hmm. water, yeast to transfer the sugar onto the alcohol. Mm -hmm. 
obviously the uh, all the equipments and the special the five ingredient is the people but regarding to how you can find in the silver tequila obviously the agave taste and aroma taste is so important because mm-hmm. imagine if you drink tequila silver if you don't find any agave flavor is something happen that's yeah. why it's so important how we prepare the tequila because it's is like um, like a, we mentioned that like a chef we have the ingredients agave water juice uh, the equipment and then we prepare all the, uh, the raw material and transport to the tequila at the end you expecting to receive the flavors of, of the agave citrus in our case for patron the, the one component is, is the citrus style in combination with earthy flavor why is uh, is is due, is due to the to the how we produce our tequila by roller mill and by tajonas mm-hmm. and so I'm also kind of curious here too when we talk about drinking these um, silver or blanco tequilas, is there anything about the glass itself, um, and, and maybe for any of our tequilas that we're enjoying neat, um, is there a particular kind of glass that is better for, you know, kind of getting as much of the aroma and flavor as possible, or does it does it not really matter too much? No, it's important because it's no... Did you see the glass caballito? The caballito glass is a, a straight uh, cylinder. Okay. No, it, the, we feel on until the top of the mouth of the glass, you can smell, but not the, the in appropriate way. But okay. if you use uh, the riddle, the riddle glass or okay. the cognac glass is more, uh, you, you receive more intensive odors and flavors. And also uh, you can find special components in the tequila. Yes, the, the glass is so important. Very cool. So let's move to some of the, expressions of tequila that see varying amounts of time in barrel and starting with a reposado when when people are looking at a, a glass of uh, or a taste of a reposado tequila first let's start with this should they be expecting something that is a mix that is somewhere between um, a blanco and an añejo in terms of both the agave character that you mentioned that's very important and central with a blanco and then you know, more of the of the wood influence that you would expect in an añejo. Like reposado to me is such an interesting category. So maybe when you when you David think to taste a reposado, either your own or or someone else's, what are you kind of looking for in in that experience? Well, reposado is a, a tequila with in our standards in Patron, we maintain the silver tequila in the oak barrels at least three until five months. In okay. this period, you can get the aromas of, obviously, uh, you have the agave flavors, agave cooking, you know, mm-hmm. caramel, vanilla, but a little wood flavors. It's so important, the combination between, it's so sweet, both. The, the silver tequila patron is so sweet, but also you can find the sweetness in the reposado in combination with the agave, mm-hmm. with the uh, uh, oaks uh, flavors and a combination vanilla, caramel. 
It's so it's so interesting this combination. And as far as enjoying it, is it similar to what you said about uh, blanco tequilas, and that you can you can add a little bit of water or ice to kind of dilute it a touch and maybe open up some of the aromatics? Like again, do you how do you kind of think about the the, the actual process of tasting a reposado? Is it's the same way it, for for reposado? Some people uh, drink reposado on the rocks. Or some of them uh, put a, water, uh, a mineral water okay. and add some, some. For example, you try to make some palomas or margarita, you know, as a cocktail. Mm -hmm. Maybe put a, a twist of the lime or something like this. But the, it's, it's the same. Just to remind that the, we obtain the, the aromas in the tequila when you add uh, this kind of um, liquid or ice in this. Uh, is the same. Excellent. And then let's move to, I think, the category that I find most um, intriguing, but also maybe where, where your expertise will be the most useful, not that it hasn't been useful for all of these, of course. And that's with some of the Añejo and extra Añejo tequilas. And then I think after we talk about those, I want to talk about some of the special finishes and things like that that you're also making. But when it comes to, to Añejo and, and extra Añejo, and, and I'm not sure whether you would take these as separate categories or sort of talk about them together or whatever, whatever you think is, is more correct. My point of reference would be to treat a, an Anejo or an extra Anejo kind of for my personal preferences, the same way I would treat uh, whiskey or cognac or some other, um, you know, barrel aged spirit. Is that, is that sort of the right frame of reference or should I be thinking to do something special with, with these tequilas? Well, especially with Anejo, you can find the, Similar, um, like a, like a whiskies, you know, mm -hmm. but yes. with the Estrañejo is more complex because it, it spend more time. For example, in according with the standard in Mexico, uh, you need to put at least 12 months in barrels for Añejo mm -hmm. and three years for Estrañejo. But if you spend a long time in the barrels, it's not necessary to get a best flavor, you know. Okay. The standards in patrons we have uh, in the for añejo twelve to fifteen months, and extrañejos we have a piedra. Uh, uh, is a our extrañejo for with four years old, okay. and our an extrañejo. But the difference between both is more complex in extrañejo. Why? Because you can find the sweetness, uh, aromas, and taste. But also the grapefruit, the prunes, you know, mm -hmm. intense caramel, intense vanilla, is it all in a natural way. No additives, no nothing in the Patron style. That is so important to differentiate what is the difference in añejos and extrañejos. These are uh, more complex in extrañejos. Excellent. And as far as kind of the approach to tasting them goes i find for me and again like i said before my my frame of reference for you know barrel aged spirits is is a little bit more in in whiskey in particular that you know you really need to give yourself some time um with the spirit to to taste it a few times to maybe enjoy the aromas is that sound kind of about like what you do if you're if you're enjoying a glass not 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 working not testing it to make sure that it meets the standards but if you're if you're sitting down at the end of a day or whenever with a with a glass of of extra añejo kind of what what do you what do you do for me i like to drink extrañejo in the afternoon 
uh, before to sleep. Okay. Because it's so especially so delicious to this. Uh, in my opinion, it's a digestive. It's not to drink a lot in the responsibly way, but especially to get the the aromas and flavor. In for me, I like to drink uh, with straight, or sometimes add some uh, only one ice, not too much. Okay. That's the my 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 recommendation to 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 get a good experience with extrañejo tequila is a a good class. And can you talk a little bit about some of the other barrel aged expressions that are that are maybe finished in, or or fully matured in different kinds of casks? I, we don't need to necessarily go through all of the different offerings, but I'm curious um, about a couple of them and if you sort of see a specific flavor profile that that is different than the sort of standard Patron Extra Añejo? In cases the Patron Extra Añejo, we try to co- to combine different barrels. Let me give you an example. Uh, in October, we launched a Patron uh, Añejo Sherry Cas. It is it, it, not an Extra Añejo, but it's, it, it's a good combination. Why? Because we put the silver tequila, 55%, in our oak barrels um, from the Spain, the Rivera del Duero area in Spain. That this is the area to produce sherry. Thus, we bought those oaks and put our tequila and waiting for two years. Now we have a sherry cask, but we, in this time, we mature this tequila also more than three years to get more uh, flavors and taste. This is for the extrañejos, but no also sherry cas. We, we play with different barrels, like a Bordeaux barrel. Uh, another one, uh, we uh, bought some barrels for the Napa Valley. Okay. We, uh, ha- we have some barrels for the Portugal and... Okay. To, to mature different um, woods, but also, obviously, we play with the time. In this case, to do an extrañejo with different profile. I'm very curious because I don't think I've had the opportunity yet to taste any of those um, that are finished in one specific kind of barrel. But having tasted the extrañejo a few times and really enjoying it, I'm one thing that's very interesting to me is how tequila, you know, how a Blanco tequila as the the spirit that goes into the barrel, how the flavors that are in tequila in a in a Blanco develop and mature in in concert with the flavors that come out of the wood and and it's very different than bourbon or cognac or anything like that. And I'm wondering do you feel like the because because a flavor that I get a lot, and I think you mentioned this when you were talking about the uh, extra añejo, is sort of this like caramelized or brulee grapefruit or brulee citrus, and and that to me is such a delicious and an inviting flavor and aroma. Is that something that you feel like kind of comes through in in all of these expressions, um, or if not, how do some of these different finishes kind of change the flavor profile uh, from what people who might have tasted the extra añejo but haven't tried the single cask finishes or single cask matured uh, examples? How 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 different are they? Yes, you mentioned a good point. Uh, normally, uh, we mature our tequila, silver tequila until three years to get uh, extrañejo. Mm-hmm. But some, some 
um, producer use just for finish. Okay. It's so more complex to get uh, mature with a long time in this in, th in those barrel to get those flavors that you mentioned. It's so dry fruit, uh, prunes, so sweet, caramel, vanilla, and this is a, a big difference. Uh, I think this is the how the master distillers plays with the materials that they have. In, in our case, especially in Patron, we have different options in barrels to get different flavors. That's my opinion and that you see. When you drink the Extrañejo tequila, it's different than whiskeys, than cognacs, and it's the tequila Patron is, has the special style, the entity, or the, we say, the DNA. Excellent. Well, David, this has been really, really interesting. I, I have just one last question for you, um, and that's kind of just in general about thinking thinking about enjoying these uh, tequilas. I know we had mentioned, I had mentioned sort of, you know, whether people should have a special glass, whether they should, um, you know, add ice or water. In addition to all of that, is there, are there, is there anything people should be aware of when it comes to storing these bottles, especially the, the extra añejos and things like that? Because I can imagine that for some people, maybe they, they buy a bottle and they go through it pretty quickly. But for me, and it sounds like maybe even for you, those are kind of a special treat. So they may not be drinking it all that quickly. Is there something to be aware of when it comes to just sort of storing these bottles to make sure that the quality remains uh, as high as it was when it was bottled? Well, let me, let me first to talk about our process. We maintain our quality since the beginning. We spend seven days to produce our silver tequila. This is a key component to get the quality, not only in the silver tequila, also in the extrañejos tequila. Why? Because you can get the same uh, profile in our tequilas all the time. It's so important for the consumer because in our philosophy as a company, uh, the consumer is at the heart. It's important to, to the consumer receive the same quality all the time. That's why our tequila, our tequila, every lot that we need, we need to send to the market, we need to, to check everything versus our standard. Why? Because sometimes our tequila maybe have the, the chemical components very close, but we can reject something if no, it's good for the aromas and taste. That's so important. That's why our, our, our quality control for every, every step since the beginning, when we choose the agave because the best quality is so important, and then produce the tequila, and then when we put in the barrels, we need to wait in time for to the time do his job in this case, you know. And then when people get those bottles at home, is there anything they should be aware of when it comes to just making sure they keep the quality high once they open it? Yes, that's the, that's the point. Uh, as you know, our our tequila is uh, made by handcraft, handcraft made by with our our people in La Hacienda. And every bottle that you receive at home or in the bar or wherever, you can find the same quality, the same quality as Patron. And then we are so proud to produce our 
our tequila, our premium tequila since the beginning. Excellent. Well, David, thank you so much for your time. It's really fascinating to hear about this um, and to get your insights into how, you know, we all can up our tequila enjoyment at home uh, or out at a bar or wherever we might be encountering uh, these beautiful tequilas. Thanks for all your for your time and your work. And uh, I enjoy I enjoy drinking it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, if you are interested to learn more about Patron Tequila, please visit us in Patron Tequila dot com website or follow mm -hmm. by patron instagram account it's so important to learn about more tequila it's a pleasure to to, to talk about our our brand our family our tequila tequila patron thank you so much This podcast series is in partnership with Patron Tequila, the world's number one super premium tequila that is passionately handcrafted in the highlands of Jalisco, Mexico. To learn more about Patron, visit PatronTequila.com.